Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Cantina MX Football Podcast, episode 416, Jornada Uno results. For all those who have been long anticipating the return of Liga MX, we're going to be talking about some of the results that happened over the weekend. And of course, the big controversy surrounding Chivas' new refuerzo, Cade Cowell, and should he be eligible to play for Guadalajara. Uh, we will be talking about this and much, much more. And before we kick things off, just want to know, uh, we are being sponsored by Manscaped tonight. Get 20% off and free shipping with promo code Cantina at Manscaped.com. Let me welcome the panel tonight. Coming from us, we got Joel. Joel, how we doing? What's up, Jaime? Doing good, man. I'm doing pretty good. Excited to see what's happening with the Colts. Absolutely. Despite they're not, despite they're not so good start of the season. I missed the game, Jaime. Oh, uh, you didn't so miss I'm much. A- but <laughs> I'm going to rely on you for for how was Gago's debut. Absolutely. We also have Abdias, our number one Cruz Azul fan, joining us tonight. How are we doing? Buenas, buenas putos. Pues ya saben, ¿verdad? Ya llegó quien, por quien lloraban. Ahora, no hay pedo, güey. Vamos, vamos a hablar sobre las perras con cuernos que se llaman las chivas. Oh. Y el pinche fracaso que son. Uh, last time I checked, we actually did not lose, unlike Cruz Azul. Just saying. Señor, señor, nuestro partido por lo menos tuvo emoción y estuvo bueno. <laughs> Ustedes lo empataron en el último pinche segundo. Le salió un pedo mojado y por eso es que no perdieron. Oh, no, 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 no. We'll get into that, but, I, you know, I think... A lot of Cruz Azul fans were happy to return to their shitty, you know, stadium and to lose in front of the your fans against Panchuca. I don't know, man. Not a good start to the season. Bro, for the record, nos anularon, nos anularon dos goles. Oh. Entonces, no mames, tampoco no fue tan, tan claro, ¿verdad? But yes, returning to the Estadio Azul or now the Estadio La Ciudad de las de Deportes, which is fucking stupid. Whenever Cruz Azul plays in there, it's called El Estadio Azul, yeah. which was a beautiful thing to see it come back. Unfortunately, it had to go this way. But in reality, this is the most Cruz Azul way that we can open a season. We came <laughs> back home and we still fucked it up. The coach got drinks thrown on him. Hubo expectativa, hubo garra, hubo lo que queremos. ¿Verdad? Ahora, el central no funcionó bien. Pivoti, se me hace que se llama ese cabrón, salió como, no, güey, soy bien verga y la perdió y pues, no hay pedo. ¿Verdad? Pero las cosas pasan. Yeah. What's up? I, you... You're celebrating the, the return to the stadium, but I've heard the Azul is, is cursed and that it, I think it got, it was built over a cemetery. No way. Was it? I'm not As sure about attorney. that part of the lore. A quick Google will, might tell us that, but what I do know 
is that for a long time, the reason why El Estadio Azul was seen as cursed was because we won all of our championships in El Azteca. So entonces, cuando nos sacaron de El Azteca es cuando se vino la sequía. Y cuando regresamos a El Azteca fue cuando por fin volvimos a ganar. Entonces hubo ese pedo de que, ¿verdad? ¿Qué está pasando? Now, as I mentioned before, the problem con el Estadio Azul es que históricamente se inunda y se inunda bien gacho. Mm. ¿Verdad? I remember one season watching mi pinche wiki Dios getting injured in the season opener because of flooding and he was out for the whole fucking season. Damn. So it was, yeah, dude, it was so sad. Like it was, you know, that day, the, the pincha wiki dios out there tearing it up. And then you see him like just running and he does kind of like a slide in a puddle and it's done. Wow. We also have uh, Al Pastor joining us. Maybe he'll speak up later, but... I think going back to the Chivas game debut or for Agago against Santos and like other coaches before him and other games, uh, Chivas looked good, but failed to convert their chances. They had 19 shots, only three of them on target. They, they were the majority possession holders, but they just couldn't get any legit chances on goal. There was uh, a play in the first half, a header, and it hit off the hand of one of Santos' defender, and the referee, he didn't call it a PK. The referee, this was his first match in the first division. He was a referee from the second division, and it showed. And there was just a lot of, call, uh, I would say, just like inconsistency with his calls. Uh, for some, he gave Chivas a yellow. For others, he... He didn't give Santos anything and then calling the PK and not calling the PK and then calling offsides on one of our goals. And then there was just like a lot of controversy. Um, and I don't think he should have been assigned to that game uh, for his first match. You know, give him the fucking, uh, you know, the the slump busters, as Joel likes to say. Give him a, a Puebla Necaxa. Give him a Mazatlan game, a Juarez game that nobody cares about. But but don't 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 put him in the first match against Chivas, bro. Like, what are you doing? Um, but some highlights from that draw against uh, Santos, the debut for Tilon Chavez's kid, uh, Mateo Chavez. He actually did look pretty decent out there. I think the nerves got to him. He had a few mistakes. None of them costly, but he got subbed out at halftime for Adan Mosul. Um, not sure what possessed Pavel Perez. I'm not sure what happened to him in the offseason, but that was probably our best player on the pitch yes, uh, on Saturday. And uh, he seems like a man on a mission. I'm sure with the new refuerzo, Cade Cowell, coming in, it's lighting a, f uh, you know, a fire under his ass and any other wingers. Uh, on the roster currently. Um, nice to see Macias back. Uh, I think he still has a little bit of ring rust. And apart from uh, scoring the goal, uh, I really haven't seen much from, from Guti. 
uh, since his arrival from Europe. And of course, you know, I said it in the chat while the game was going on. I'm like, I don't see anything like Guti has been a non-factor. And then of course he ends up scoring the, 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 the goal to tie us. But, uh, apart from that, man, I just, I don't know, man, he hasn't convinced me. Sí, güey, pero, like, ¿qué más quieres? Ahora, el otro pedo es, bro, when you're, what is Guti technically? He's a defensive mid? He's a center midfielder. Yeah, cuando ese güey es el que está metiendo goles, and it's, es tu salvador, no mames, güey. La otra cosa, acuérdate, cuando estás jugando en la sombra de uno de los grandes de México, de Cruz Azul, nadie va a ver tu pinche juego pitero. <laughs> ¿Verdad? Like, I was busy. I was watching a good game. Because I'm not going to lie, bro. I tried turning into the Chivas game since it was like a five-minute delay. And I watched it. And they I were like, at the same time? Yeah. Uh... yeah. They were at the same time. But so I was like, no, mames, way. I'm not, I'm not going to lower my standards and go watch fucking Chivas. <laughs> hey, man, I posted a link. I'm not sure if it's to the... To right here to the podcast. Put it where it has that little speech bubble. Um, so they're, they're the Cruz Azul training where they train, it's next to a cemetery. Oh, wow. Estorbando los muertos, wey. Damn, dude. La Panteón <laughs> de la Noria. That's interesting. Oh, yeah. Ardias, I don't know, man. I would have gone to uh, probably Puma Stadium. <laughs> no mames, güey. Ir al pinche universitario, pa' qué, güey? Pa' que te bañen con chelas y, y miados. <laughs> He wouldn't be there, though. The, those, those fine students wouldn't be there. Like, honestly, bro, I fucking hate Unam Stadium. Like... Everything about Pumas is just the track is a hot piece of shit. The fact that they play at noon, like everything about it, is just fucking trash. The only thing you on the way, you guys see the only thing that that team has going for them is that little kid with the like sharpie on beard that got showered in beard. This <laughs> oh my god! That's like, that's that what I was is... gonna ask. That's like his his baptism into the. Into the club. Into the ultras or what? Yeah. Yeah, that's what it seemed like. Bro. And I don't know if you if you saw the video, bro. Like, after that baptism, that kid did go ultra. And it was like, <laughs> <laughs> Senor, I'm proud of you. You're going to shift someone in the parking lot. I don't know what's going on over there in El, um, Puma Stadium. But there was also somebody that proposed at that game That's, i'm like yeah. bro this is like i don't know man chilangos bro wait pero neta like i'm gonna be honest with you one of the biggest regrets of my life is that i didn't meet my wife at a soccer match and it's like you're better wait, for it man i don't si know fue Cruz Azulina, psh, me caso con you, la tóxica you gotta y estamos. you gotta <laughs> you gotta question what kind of uh women go to soccer games right 
Jaime. Like I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think any of them go like out of their own desire. They've always been influenced by like whoever they're fucking. Like, let's be honest. Or just their family. They have uh, or their family brothers or or. Their That's dad. what I'm saying, bro. They're influenced by like, like I, I've never legitimately met like a, a woman that is like. A fan fanatic of well, but but of, behind me, that, that was like, like a make. I know. Oh, I was gonna say it was to just go. It, it was like a massive cockfist. I mean, you wouldn't make it to your seat if you were. Like here in the know, states, like you'll see influencers, like because that's like a trendy thing to do now. Um, in Europe, yeah, I saw but, it. But, but it's a whole know. different culture, man. With the but in Mexico, bro, if you, you see I mean? a if you see a chick at a game, like. By herself, like she probably got a dick. Honestly, I don't know, dude. <laughs> I think it's changed, though. I think it's Has changed because, it? because, like, well, yeah, because it used to be more just like dudes. Even uh-huh. if you look like Premier League, if you look at like Premier League, when yeah, back before they built all those like fancy stadiums, when they had like sections where it was like standing only, and and you had um, yeah, what were they? What were they called? Their their ultras. The cop. Um, the cop. At least the uh for Wrexham they call it like the cop. It's like where it's like the standing room only. They're like no, the, no, no, the, 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 oh. Las Barras Bravas. Oh, like the ultras. Yeah. yeah. No, they're not called ultras though. Shit, I can't remember. madre. But but you know you would see you would see like you know, be this madre, it would be putazos, it'd be like yeah, it's like mostly a kind of thing. So uh-huh. just to go for that. But it's it's not like that anymore. The way it's like, like they priced out, they priced out all those type of fans, um, and, and it's it's more like family friendly now. I see. Yeah, yeah, it's changed. I, I think it's it's changed. Even in Max, I think it's changed a lot. Where you don't have to worry because um, like if you would go, because yeah, it would be intimidating if you're like. You're a girl, you're by yourself, and you're in the tunnel, and there's like 50 dudes all over you, man. Like, just, I mean, not on you, but like, you're surrounded by them. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I've spent a lot of time in the supporters section and things like that at the Sounders games. And I ran into a couple baddies who were just there because, like, yo, I'm here with friends. I'm here Uh. because my dad, like, you know, Lifelong fan. In fact, una de las últimas veces, una de las últimas veces le tumbé el número a una güerita que también <laughs> no estaba chichona, pero tenía buen culo. So, ahí andamos, estuvimos hablando. So, no hay pedo. Yeah, like I said, here in the States is a different vibe. Um, but yeah, dude, I don't know what's going on in Olimpico over there. <laughs> See how that Mexico, but uh, going back to, to Chile. They were called first. Huh? Yeah, they were called firms. They were called firms. Oh, firms. All yeah. proper and shit. You think it's some company selling selling some product. Yeah. <laughs> Mira. Some business. Uh, Mira, I'm going to give you an insight into ver. what's happening over there. Se llama cultura, señor. Y aquí en los Estados Unidos <laughs> nos falta. Yeah. It's the reason why it's the reason why Kate Cows uh, went to Chivas because of the cultura. Wait, las tortas fogadas. A huevo es lo mejor que tiene ese pinche estado. Eso y la salsa valentina. 
Yeah, I think the big uh, controversy this weekend was around Cade Cow's uh, arrival to Guadalajara. It's you know it's been rumored for quite some time, and they finally finally announced him as an official uh, reversal for Chivas yesterday with a very uh, cringy video of um, basically saying that there are many dialects in in Mexico and Mexicans and how they speak, and uh, they let him finish the video. By uh, pouring some sauce on a torta ahogada and uh, letting him speak in English that he is now part of the Chivas team. Um, this is unprecedented because we've had pochos in the past, but they've always spoken in Spanish. He's the first one who's like straight up like, like a gringo, man. And uh, he was in the stands in that home opener. He looks very excited. He also looks like a WWE wrestler. He looks so out of place, bro. He's got like the ble- <laughs> bleached hair. You know, I I just finished watching the Iron Claw, the great, you know, wrestling movie. And like, uh, he just looks like he would be nerd. in that movie. Like, big ass dude. He's over six foot, hella yoked. And then just like bleached hair. Bro. Like, who is this guy, man? He needs a catchphrase. <laughs> I know he's gonna. Yeah, he's gonna need some kind of nickname, um, because I don't think anyone's gonna be called. I didn't think I didn't. I didn't think uh, I mean that. that, I wonder what nickname he will get from the media, and then probably another one from the fans. He's gonna have to Um, get one. Yeah, the most obvious and and kind of lame would be just Gringo. We've had a Gringo Castro. I would like just like a like cowboy, cowboy would be cool, but it's English, so I don't know. Would... Nah, it wouldn't work. Oh, you want like an English type? They'd probably call him Weddle, no? I feel like Weddle. Or I don't know, man. That picture doesn't doesn't count. Or uh, you know, because his last name is Cowl. I would say Vaca. Maybe call him Vaca. Vaca, yeah, yeah, cow. Vaca, Vaca, how do we? No, um, yeah, we'll see, we'll see, dude. Yeah, I don't know, like, how do you guys feel about it? I know we obviously kind of talked about it last week, but it was still a rumor. Now that it's official, you know, you're seeing everybody else talk shit about, oh, look, you know, look at Chivas continuing to, uh, to sort of bend the rules with uh, with who they consider Mexican, and I mean, look, he he has it because of his mom. His mom's Mexican, and they exploited that. Like, let's be honest, they expedited his Mexican passport, and this is where we are now, right? We're 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 allowing players that don't play for the Mexican national team play for Chivas. Which which I'm pointing out that wasn't ever. Um, a it, problem. It wasn't like a. That was just that was Vergara bringing it. Yeah, up. that was Vergara. They, they brought pochos, and then he was like, "Oh yeah, they're pochos, but they can't play for the national team." Uh huh. You know, but but that was just him. It's like in the club, going back to when they went Mexicans only. I don't think they even talked about that. Like that was like a non-issue. I see. Man, fuck the national team. 
Who cares about the national team? (laughs) (laughs) For anyone who has a problem with it, all my guy had to do was take his passport, his two identification cards to the consulate, and he got his Mexican citizenship. I mean, he didn't need to take a test. He didn't need to take a, you know, like a history, ask him questions about Mexico, the culture, nothing, because they see him as Mexican. It doesn't matter what country he represents. It doesn't matter if he speaks English only. The kid showed up and got his Mexican citizenship within 15 minutes. So if you ask me, he's Mexican. So tell yeah, me about me all the Tio Hermanos that cried when Julian Quinones was No, Tio Hermano cried about Julian. Julian, he's been in Mexico since he was under 18. No one cried about Julian. Tio Hermanos, they cry over the Peruano, though. Everyone else. That we don't have any strikers. Yeah, I I, I will Julian say we were. Per, I was pretty upset about Ormeño for sure. Yeah, I told you guys. I was upset about Ormeño, but the main thing I was upset about Ormeño is that he had one goal in the last twelve months. And, and so he was born from, in Mexico City. From mm. soccer perspective, he should never Uh, Abdias, what you got for us, Mike? So aquí está mi pedo, güey, ¿verdad? And I, I brought it up in our private chat um, when mm-hmm. after the after the convers- after we held the podcast. And the whole big thing is, mm-hmm. me sentó el 20, ¿verdad? Que por la primera vez o segunda vez consecutiva, ahora Chivas va a tener que meter a alguien en una nómina de no formado en México. Entonces Chivas ahora está formado usando dos plazas de extranjero en su club. So, en los ojos de la Federación Mexicana de, de Fútbol, esos dos güeyes no son mexicanos. Mm. No fueron formados en México. No seas mamón. They're not players that are formados en México. That doesn't mean que no son mexicanos. The same Wait, thing. All those team players, the sub-18 calling up nine players, they're formados in MLS. Are you going to say that to La Selección, they're not to realize well, No, wait, I Mexico? think... No, they're Mexican. They're Mexican. No, but I they're think that applies... No, but I think this applies to naturalizados. So if a player like, a, let's say, an Argentine, and he got Mexican citizenship. But I think that might be different than, like, from the Constitution, where it says one of your parents, as long as one of your parents is Mexican, that you're automatically Mexican if you, like if you wanted to. No, they count as like, extranjeros in the league in the sense, isn't there a rule that you need to start, uh, not start, that you need to play a specific number of players that are like formed within Liga Mekis? So that's why they're not, con- that's why someone who might be Mexican, like let's say he grew up in Mexico, was born in Mexico, but then he was developed in Spain from like U8 all the way to U23. He would still be considered an extranjero because he wasn't developed within the system. So they want the system to develop domestic talent. But they're not saying yeah. he's an extranjero, but he's a foreigner. He has his Mexican citizenship. That's a fair because I thought they were trying to curve like sort of like some clothes. Were, this was a while back. But a bunch of players were getting uh, Mexican citizenships, but there was just there was just to like not count as foreigners. 
And so I, I thought that was why the rule came in place to not just have a bunch of players that that was the only reason they were, they were getting the citizenship. Yeah, and to address that Diaz's point, they're counting him as an extranjero because in the soccer sense, he is an extranjero. I mean, even in the real life sense, I mean, he's an extranjero if he didn't, you know, then spend his life in Mexico. But he's an extranjero that the league wants to push domestic talent to receive an opportunity as well. So they limit how many extranjeros you can have. So same thing with, uh, what's his name? Uh, Wale, Chaquito Wale. Jimenez. Chaquito Jimenez. If Chaquito Jimenez went and played in Argentina ten, before he accepted playing for Mexico, technically he'd be an extranjero because even though he's Argentino, he was developed in the foreign league. So he's not developed under their system, their ideologies, whatever development they follow. Just their youth system. So no pico piedra tanto como, como los que están ahí, entonces you go into a separate category, right? Because you're only allowed so many extranjeros. Yeah. But... So therefore, in your plantel, remember, we've had this whole hollabaloo as to like how many extranjeros you have. You're allowed to have 11. And Chivas, historically, el más mexicano now only has room for nine more. Yeah, and like I told you, the national team to the U18 level, they called nine extranjeros up. So the national team, so you won't complain about Chivas, the national team who's actually supposed to be, you know, representing the country, they have seven more extranjeros than Chivas. So technically, Chivas is still more mexicano than the national team, and we're going by your logic. Technically, America is more mexicano than Chivas right now, pero, okay, no hay pedo, ¿verdad? Vamos a hablar del equipo C contra ustedes, ¿verdad? Que tiene okay. dos Como dice Ricardo, you gotta defend yourself by bringing up your papa. No, 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 no way. I'm bringing up your papa. Man, you're a poor chemo, my guy. I'm bringing up <laughs> your papa, my dear good sir. His argument? Yeah, qué tristeza. No, 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 no. I'm bringing up la tristeza que es Chivas y el mexicano en Chivas. Que tú dices que trajera un, trajera un pinche extranjero. Mm. And the fact that you're not seeing it as such. What are right? you talking about? Just And then at that point, it's like, okay, so then at that point, why can't you bring in Volpi? Because Volpi is not just an extranjero to the system, he's also an extranjero to the Constitution. He's naturalizado. Yeah, but he's not the nacimiento. He is, güey, pero no mames. No, no, no. Como dice, como dice la Constitución, de, no importa si es de nacimiento o de naturalización, eres un mexicano en ese momento. What mm. part did you not understand that one guy has to take a test about the country, the history? He has to show that he has knowledge of the country. He actually has to go through a legal process. And another guy could have never visited Mexico, no zero Spanish, but he shows up with his passport and two IDs and his birth certificate, and boom, automatically becomes a citizen. There's a big difference between being a naturalizado and being one de nacimiento. The nacimiento can scratch his balls, walk into the office, and get his shit. Okay, so therefore, under that logic, just nomás para jugarle devil's advocate, right? Would you not accept Julian Quiñones, even though he's worn la selección, verdad, la verde? Would I you not accept him in Chivas? Has to go through a test. 
He has Colombian parents. He has Colombian siblings. Yeah, it doesn't he does not work. have a single Mexican person in his family, maybe, unless he has kids, and that's it. But before him, there's no Mexicans. So then, no, you wouldn't take him, just igual que Santi? It just doesn't, it doesn't work, bro. No, I would not take him. No, I would not take Santi. No, it has to be through nacimiento. Man, wait, the fucking mental gymnastics that you guys have to go to. <laughs> mental gymnastics. To, like, uphold xenophobia. these, like... We're xenophobia. I'm xenophobic. <laughs> I want Mexicans only. Puros pinches no paludos y ya. Also, ¿sabes a quién se parece ese güey? Se parece uno de dos. William Levy o ese pinche dato de la novela de Rubí. <laughs> which I think might also be William Levy. I'm not 100%. Is that sure. a bad thing or is that a compliment? It's a little bit of both, güey. Se me moja la canoa, pero no hay pedo. Some more Chivas news and then we have Rey, Rey Orozco joining us. Uh, Alexis Vega, it seems like it's all... Finally settled. He's going to be returning to Toluca for a small fee. And Chivas will retain 30% of his, uh, I guess, card. So if they sell him in the future, Chivas will get 30% cut. And I think it's for the best that he leaves. Chivas was not even on the bench uh, against Santos on Saturday. And uh, with that alleviation of salary, um, there is a rumor that Chivas can bring on uh, at least one or two new signings. Uh, the big one being Chicharito, which it's been a lot of silence. Um, and then a defender. Um, a lot of people are saying Gallardo. So those are some of the other rumors going around. Uh, but we have Ray Orozco joining us. Welcome. Yeah, I just want to weigh in on this Keaton uh, Collins stuff. Absolutely. Uh, uh I would just like to say that I'm a third generation Mexican American on my, on both sides of my family, uh, but I always grew up a Chivas fan because I am I, I identify as Mexican. When people ask me what are you, they ask me they're not asking me if I'm American. They're, I don't speak with an accent, uh, I, I, so I, I, I they want to know if you're Mexican. So to, to me, uh, I think that we've we've had Mexican Americans on this team before. I think it's an outreach to. Uh, I think it's we've done a terrible job of reaching these kids, in my personal opinion. And th we're competing with uh, the Manchester's and Liverpool's of the world for eyeball attention. I don't know if it's now. And I think this is a big reason. One of the big reasons why is because there's a lot of Chicano kids tuning in to more European soccer because they're not identifying with Liga MX uh, yeah. uh, in a lot of ways. Uh, uh, a lot of the young Mexican-American kids, and I mean, I, I work with uh, Hispanic youth, and I've been working with Hispanic youth since 1997 here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Uh, and the, the difference is now is that I don't see the Club America in Chivas jerseys. I'm seeing Real Madrid, Barcelona, PSG, yeah. uh, uh, Liverpool. And so I, I think that this is the, the league itself needs to focus in, uh, after these types of guys and, and, and do a better job of connecting to the younger youth of Hispanic youth uh, or Mexican-American youth, Chicano youth. Whatever term you want to use, uh, and I th only think this is a great uh, upside to this. And if you look at 
the only other team really that has a similar thing uh, in Spain, uh, in the Basque region, uh, they, they've already. Oh, we lost you there. Gone to this type of uh, 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 that I put a more competitive team in La Liga. Thank you guys. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for joining us. Um, you know, you bring a good point. I think one of the reasons why you don't see as many younger generations gravitate towards Liga Mekis. Uh, the big one is the internet and the globalization of the sport. I think back in the day, it was very hard to watch Premier League. Like you had to have like a Fox Sports World, um, you know, on cable, and and you could only watch like the highlights. You really couldn't even watch like live matches. So back in the day, it was just harder to to, to access European football, and and you would just watch what was on the antenna over the air, and that was you know, uh, Univision playing Liga Mekis games. Yeah, and I think Ray brings up a great point that a lot of people are not giving attention to what this K transfer could mean in the sense that, you know, you have a lot of kids, Mexican-Americans, that whose dads might be, you know, Chivas fans, Liga Mekis fans, wherever the case might be, but maybe they don't feel that connection towards Mexico where they do want to represent the U.S., but down the future, they wouldn't mind playing for Chivas if that opportunity opens up. Or a lot of kids who maybe felt left out because, you know, they're called pochos. They're not called real Mexicans. <laughs> and then Cade has given them that kind of inspiration of like, hey, you know what? I can be a pocho and I can play for Chivas as well without a problem. Yeah. So I, so I think there's a lot more positivity because all the negativity is just coming from frustrated huilas, zorras, and chemos. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, it's a controversial move, but it, it's not really. It's not. It's not like too crazy. It's not. It's not controversial. It's it's controversial because he's white. Miguel Ponce, he was born in California. Yep. The Sacramento. reason he's not considered extranjero is because he was developed in Mexico. Mm -hmm. If he would have been developed in the MLS system. He would be considered an extranjero, even though he's brown skinned and looks like. Well, what about Carlos Salcedo? Carlos Salcedo, like, he was MLS before he joined Chivas. No, he was in Chivas first. No, he was in Chivas. Chivas sure yeah, I mean, I mean, briefly. No, but he was part of it. Oh, I'm talking about a guy who was like never touched a Mexican soul. Ah, I see, club. I see, I see. If Ponce would have been in that same situation, yeah. he'd be registered in Extranjero as well. Yeah. Also, I think, I think how being with being, you know, already representing the U.S. national team, but I think we're going to see more players like that in the other clubs. We're, we're going to end up seeing more and more, you know, like, uh, Mexican Americans that that play with the U.S. That are, I mean. You see some every now and then, but I feel it's going to be a bit more common. You know, you guys bring up something that I've really never thought about um, because we never had, we've never been in this situation before. Like Wait, which? What, what I mean, like bringing in a player that attracts other fans because there are like those hardcore U S men's national team fans that have been following this move. And we might now have 
some people tuning in to seeing Chivas games. I'm not, I'm not used to it because Chivas have always always played with Mexicans, so the only people that have genuinely always cared are like Mexicans. Like you don't really, see, I mean, you see foreigners who are like I want to adopt like a Liga Mekis team, you know. But for the most part, like we've never really brought in somebody like a player that has brought in like a huge like following or fans. You know, it's not like when Ronaldo goes to you know from one team to the other. And with him comes all this baggage, all these followers and all this crazy attention to this new club. Like, we don't have that at Chivas, you know? So I think this is, uh, it's interesting. It, I, I think that this move, on top of it being a, you know, I, I think it's a good move for him. And I think it's a good addition to the team. But I also think, like, from a marketing standpoint and from maybe trying to build out the brand, like, this is this is not, this is more of a positive than a negative for, for Chivas. Yeah, especially if he makes the national team and plays the World Cup. Yeah. And, and the U.S. national team, I mean. I, mean, I don't know what his chances are. Even I mean, if, if he is successful, what's going to do is going to open the door for a lot more youth players that from the U.S. men national team that Chivas might go after. So, and, what, and then also, you would think in the long term, it would drop the play, the cost of Mexican players developed in Mexico for Chivas. Because now you kind of don't have one t- hand tied behind your back. Now you're like, well, if you don't want to sell them to me, I can go explore MLS or other markets and get this player, this profile player I'm looking for. Let me ask you guys this. have been this shit for four years now. Let me ask you this. You know, with Kate Cowell doing this, would a player like Ricardo Pepe be eligible to play for Chivas? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's dual citizen. I mean, he's the same situation as Kate, both U.S. men national team like, players. Yeah. I mean, I yeah, think I mean, the thing with wow, Pepe, most people would be upset with Pepe just because of – I think he had that one tweet where he called like Mexicans monkeys or something like that. <laughs> what? Yeah, I don't believe I, that, dude. No, he did. He like he liked it. He liked the tweet that called Mexicans monkeys, and it was like in his liked history. Oh my god! And it was like right after he like made the decision, and then he unliked it like an hour later. So when I would say that was accidental, but I, since then Mexicans had been upset with him. Bro, who? This is like weaponized autism. Like, who's over here, like, watching this dude's every move? Taking his speed. Like, bro. Taking through his speed, man. Uh, Yeah. All right. I found it. (laughs) But this is, like, it's ridiculous, bro. Oh, you found a tweet? Someone did a screen record. Uh, What did the tweet say? Read it aloud. I forgot. Um... Uh, facts. These Mexican monkeys can't admit they have no talent. <laughs> he liked it, and he said it said that he liked it. <laughs> I don't know, dude. Like, <sighs> no, I'm saying like he he has the same qualifications as Cade. Yeah, but I think he won't have the fan support for that and other reasons. Mm. Well, I mean, it's been a while, but he could have been salty for whatever reason. Yeah, like uh, another one, Brandon Vasquez, right? Another player that Chivas could technically go after. Um, he ended up going to Rayados because Belaz didn't have deep pockets. 
and he was using transfer market as his source of uh, truth. But yeah, I mean, this opens the door. I think another reason why there's a lot of uh, expectations and pressure for Cade, right? I mean, we spent all this big money. Like four million is not cheap. So you know, this guy better pan out. Well, I mean, it is cheap. See, see, cheap. That's, that's not you. You're looking at Chivas as equipo chico. Uh, we have, you know, transfers now going at sixty million, mm-hmm. or 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 just for Mexicans over ten million, like going up to how much did uh, RJ nine leave for? Like fifteen. Yeah, but Raul was. I, he was no, already like. I a... still think it's cheap based on. No, no, but but we, we we could use that. We could just use that as a like uh, you know benchmark. Mm-hmm. Say what you know, what an expensive transfer would look like for a top max player. So for it's it's that's that's I'll say that's a good price. Mm. It's I also, although I, I do I agree think, with you, for Chivas it is a lot of money. What was that, uh, Habibi? I think it's cheap because didn't he debut like at 17, 16 or something like that? And 16. No, it is, but for Chivas is not because, you know, they're pobres. No, but he did a debut at 15. Yep. Uh, he's part of the U.S. national team. He's not part of the A team, but, you know, he gets call-ups for the B and the C team. Uh, if he goes on a good run. He was run, at the Gold Cup last year. Yeah, and then they take your A team. So that was like a B, C team. Yeah. So, I and mean, he's, he's if, young. If you're getting one of like the US top prospects that for 4 million, it's kind of cheap because I mean, if he were to pan out for the expectations that they have for him, you would easily sell him for 12, 14, 15 million. Yeah. And he's already over 100 caps in the MLS, so I mean, he he has experience. Kind of reminds me of like the Carlos Fierro situation when, after the they won the World Cup, he uh, he got he was probably one of the most capped players that from that title run in the under seventeen Carlos Fierro. I remember like by the time he was like twenty or twenty three, he already had like two three hundred games for Chivas, which is pretty crazy. Um, so we'll see how it goes for him. And there's also another rumor that uh, Chivas are open to switching to Amazon as their TV provider, yeah, at least probably in Mexico. So Tigres and, and Chivas are both uh, having conversations with Amazon uh, and, and to break from VIX, because in Mexico, uh, VIX has all the, the TV rights for Liga Mekis. And I know Chivas did that whole docu-series on Amazon Prime, so it seems like they have a, a good relationship with them. As for us in the States, I don't know if it affects us, but I don't know if that would be a hurdle to overcome. Either way, though, that's probably a lot of money, and I'm sure that would allow Chivas to to get some some good reinforcements. As far as uh, Alexis Vega returning to Toluca, what well, will his legacy be from his move to Chivas? What, what will people say about him as his time at Chivas? And how do you expect this to go 
Wait, wait, hold up. I was uh, writing something down. Oh. Side note. On that Amazon thing, yeah. how I said before, screw the national team. I love it a lot because Chivas is saying, you know what, Televisa? Me la pelas también. <laughs> so, no, for real. I mean, if they sell their rights in Mexico to Amazon, who are they giving a big F you also to? All those guys. Do oh, so, I'll Wait, know. the rights I mean, are for Amazon in Mexico or in the U.S.? I was told from what I saw this was Amazon Me- Mexico. Because Telemundo still has the rights to here. Yeah. Telemundo renewed just recently. Now, my question is just like that season that Amazon went in and recorded the docuseries. Uh huh. It's kind of like a curse, bro. It's like hard knocks. When they come in, the following <laughs> season is going to be hot shit. Yeah, that's what so happened. Do you want to uh... open your team to that? Juventus to everyone. No, also recently to um, the Jets quarterback. What's his name? Oh, yep. Yeah, they did that whole preseason. I was hyped, bro. I'm not even a football fan. I was like watching him. Like, oh, he's he's making a comeback and got injured like on the first like five minutes. And there was also um, I I, I like watching tennis. And there was a breakpoint. Um, and all the people that were on that docu series had a terrible year. It was like the Netflix curse, so I feel it. I don't know. I'll take the curse that comes with it. Let's get the lows out of the way so we can bounce back. All I know is if it means more money, and if more money means more refuerzos, I'm all for it, you know? Oh, I'm all for it. Have a K doing Carl's Jr. commercials. Have Chicharito doing, you know, well mental wellness commercials. Uh, be specific do though. All. Do the do have Cade reenact shot for shot the Carl's Jr. commercial that Paris Hilton did. I'm gonna need to look that one up. <laughs> I don't want to agree to it without being sure what I'm. Oh, about. dude, you don't remember that thing? That's an iconic commercial. Like, no man, miss me. He doesn't even have to wear a wig. His hair's that long. I guess that means Pollo Brisena, you're out. There's a new sex symbol at Chivas. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Alexis Vega, though. Thoughts on his, his tenure at Chivas and what he leaves behind. And what does this future look like at Toluca? I don't know, man. I think, you know, speaking about Chicharito, the prodigal son returning, I think that's how Toluca's looking at it. Like, my son, you've been a bum. You've been a bum abroad. Come back home, you know. We'll get you right. You're one of of ours. We're not going to let you. Let's go suffer in Querétaro. <laughs> so, you know, I think I think they have more faith in him just because he's their academy guy. Yeah. They think if he can turn around for anyone, it'll be Toluca, you know, out of gratitude. But as far as what he left at Chivas, man, he left a big uh, gap on salary, a big hole. So mm-hmm. I see it as a win. It's six months of a huge salary, you know, 20 million is the pistols that you don't have to pay them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rumor is Toluca gave Chivas a million, a million dollars for him. The way I see it, it's a wow. million dollars that you wouldn't have had yep. if his contract ran out in six months. 
So to me, Facts. it's all a win. And then also from the locker room, it's a guy you got to deal with. Like imagine like you're trying to mm-hmm. win a championship. You got a new coach. Imagine your goggles. Like you're trying to motivate these guys, inspire these guys yeah. to like believe in what you're preaching. And then you got like some little random bum in the corner. It's just like um, that's just annoying, man. Like you can't even you don't even know if you can trust him. You don't even know if he's angry at the club. Like he might be leaking formations or things just out of vengeance. Like that's someone you just don't want there. So I'm glad yeah, he's gone. It's funny the way you put it. I think it's a failure. It's it's a failure for his whole um the whole Alexis thing, a massive failure. He was called to be Chivas' key player, um, he, you know, and, and to be at the forefront. And it was a Chivas team that had already played a league final and he could help try to win a championship with the club. And then at the same time, he was, you know, in position to be you know, a national team player and, and play at the World Cup. And and then he, I don't know if it's just injuries or a combination of injury and, and like his attitude, like his lack of professionalism. And he seems to have just like, I don't know if he just threw it away or gave up. Yeah, so, you know, when so I think... I mean, now it, yeah. It was a bit of a second chance, but I'm like, you shouldn't be in that position of second chance. He's, he should be like leading the league like, as one of the main players of the of the mm-hmm. league. Well, I mean, ball is just like life, you know. I'm sure in your own personal lives, you know, a lot of people that should be a lot more successful than they are. Like, you know, they have a talent for something, they have the intellect, they have a skill. But for whatever reason, they rather do other things, other things that are not productive. So it's the same thing with soccer players. I mean, you know, he's naturally talented. He is a talented guy. And maybe that's why he was never disciplined because his talent always carried him yeah. forward, that he never actually had to put in actual discipline. And now what ruined him was probably those injuries. If it wasn't for those injuries, I'm pretty sure he'd still be at Chivas because he would be getting by with his talent alone. But since his body can't keep up, that's where his weaknesses really started showing. So, you know, they were talking about him um, on Spicy Soccer, and they were saying that he's returning to Toluca and he's going to have a much better time because there are no expectations at Toluca. Like, there's no pressure like there is at Chivas. And he left Guadalajara, or he joined Guadalajara already with... um, with three surgeries on his knee, um, two on one and then one on the other. So, you know, he came to Chivas like damaged goods. And um, I think, you know, Chivas extracted as much as they, they were, they're ever going to get from him. And now he's sort of on a, on a decline, right? It's like a car. It's like a depreciating value. Every, every, the more you like keep it. So. Um, and what does the thing too, Jaime? Big reason he's being let go is not so much like that he's dragging injuries. It's it's sort of been his like his attitude. Mm-hmm. Like always being caught up in, in shenanigans. And so yeah. you know, you have a club where they're trying to eradicate they have like a big history of 
of players fucking around and then finding out. Uh-huh. And your main player is a, is at the top of that. It's a big reason also why they they let go Pulido. You know, because he was he was part of that too, where he would have scandals like when when uh, I don't know if you guys remember, he crashed the car, but his cousin took the blame. No. And so, you know, yeah, he was involved. Like, I don't know if it's a car accident or he just crashed it and then they did the switch for Rooney. And it was, this guy is just, you know, supposedly just in the locker room. This mother, but, you know, you're influencing these younger kids that, like, all right, we, we could do that. Damn. Um, yeah, you know, for that reason, uh, Polito is my idol. I'm sure the statute of limitations have gone by. I did the switcheroo as well. Uh, the only thing is there was no passenger. When the police officer arrived, I told him the guy that was driving took off that I was the passenger. That was pretty smart, dude. Yeah, Bro. he actually believed it and brought me off home. You guys remind me of, of uh, fucking Kenny Powers. Wait, great, great moment. This is a great moment in... Remember uh, Dave Chappelle did like great moments in pickup history? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like a great moment in getting off of a ticket. Dude, so, um, so that, I don't know if you guys ever watched Kenny Powers, but like, uh, <laughs> it's it's like Eastbound and Down, Eastbound and Down. And like one of the first episodes, like he has like one of his like, you know, one of the people that he knew in high school who like looked up to him. <laughs> he gets like drunk with them and they get in a car accident and he's like, he like does the switcheroo on him. He's like, "What happened?" He's like, "You were driving." <laughs> He's like, "No, you were driving." He's like, "No, you were driving." <laughs> but look, with Alexis Vega, he's returning to Toluca. No pressure. He he's in a home, you know, his hometown, whatever, and uh, it goes full circle. I mean, that's when the scandal went down last season. Was was at the Toluca away game. So, you know, it makes sense for him to to go back there. Um I think he he left some good memories. Um you know, he's he's he had some pretty pretty good, you know, historic goals, not historic but iconic goals. Um but it when it when the going got tough, like unfortunately he just wasn't the guy, man, like disappeared, right? So um I, I think that he was number 10 is cursed, Jaime. I can't remember the last time he was yeah. 10. I mean, there was Fernando Medina, but he had that that bad, really bad injury that almost ended his career. I don't think he was and, ten when when that happened, but but he wore it, you know. He like, wore it like, after. I, I'm saying, yeah. Then it pre- prevented uh, both of from wearing it. That's to wear the number one hundred, which is probably a blessing in disguise. Yeah. But I, I can't remember Chivas having like a a solid ten that you could. You know, you you could put that number to the, you know. Who was like our ten face during, to that number? Who was our ten in like before, like in the two thousands? I don't even know. Was it, oh, that no, was Medina? Early two thousands. I think I would call it more of a lack of quality players because you bring up other numbers. When's the last time you're like quality? You know, I mean, Piojo's doing well now, but quarterly eleven, quality eight. Quality. I agree, but but in soccer, the ten is the most iconic yeah. number. Yeah, but I mean, 
we haven't had quality players to fill up any number for a good time. Yeah, I think when <laughs> Ramon Morales was was he seven or was he eleven? He was eleven. Yeah. Ramon Ramirez was seven. I was in a favorite. Yeah, no, it's it's been a while, dude. I mean, Cade's wearing number sixteen, so no pressure. But I wonder what number Chicharito will take. Well, he's wearing sixteen. Said he was. Oh, uh, they gave him the Mamado number because that was Ponce's number before. Sixteen. Yeah. Yeah. So the Mamados get number sixteen. That's <laughs> <rule>. Yeah. <laughs> No, but Chicha's getting 14. I've been seeing videos of people already like getting Chicharito jerseys at the stadium. I'm like, damn. Selling out like hotcakes. Yes, I've seen rumors that apparently sponsors are covering majority of his salary. I wonder how true that is. I believe it. I mean, if you're, if, if you're, you know, think about it from a business perspective. Who's their sponsor right now? Puma still? There's Puma, the Chinese car place, Carl Jr.'s, Say Rojo. I forgot about the Chinese car. Wait, what Chinese car? <laughs> What's called MG or something? No, Mercado Libre, no? Or Mercado Pagado? The new watch. No, there's a Chinese. No, dude, there was a, yeah, yeah. They're like gaining market share in Mexico. North Korean beer. No, we we, ha- we have a sponsor, Mercado Pago. Oh, no, Who's in charge of that? They're bringing in some weird Wait, random what? ass. Patris- like we Russian have, telephone. We have Caliente. Company. I know we have Caliente, but. Yeah, I'll tell you right now. It's um, MG Motor. MG Motor? Yes, yeah, they dude, became a sponsor of 2023. No, it's shit. a Chinese auto company, and apparently oh. there are sponsors covering it. Wow, look at us balling, dude! Some of them must be selling some type of Ocho in Max. I don't know. Their cars look nice, man. Yeah, um, they do. No watch Who knows how reliable they are? But they always wanted nice. one. Bro, they got They're the. Kind of like Kias, you know, like Kias, they look nice. I'm on their website. They got the fucking San Francisco uh, skyline. Like, who are you fooling, dog? <laughs> this would be all smog. Wow. They actually don't look that bad. I ain't going to lie. They also sponsor Olymp- Olympic uh, Marseille. They also sponsor Liverpool. Oh. I mean, yeah. They sponsor uh, one of the Saudi teams. I mean, these guys are throwing their money around. Nice. And we're one of them, so I'll take it. I am down to support the Chinese overlords. <laughs> if it means we get Chicha, bro. <laughs> we, we... North Korean sponsors. So I thought I thought the M the M uh so there's another sponsor then, Mercado Pago Mercado Pago, because they're the ones that tweeted about um like Chivas tweeted out something tagging them, like, oh hey, like I want to buy something abroad, like how do I pay for it? 
He's like, oh, we ha- we'll give you 14 oh, reasons. Oh, that's right. He's like, we'll give you 14 reasons how to pay for it. I'm like, huh? It's a credit card. Yeah. It's a credit card. You're right. We're getting Chicharito on layway, dog. It looks like NASCAR. Those <laughs> <laughs> jerseys going to end up looking like a NASCAR. Bro, we're we're we're, we're getting Chicharito on the Cla- <laughs> on the Clarna finance, bro. On the Clarna, he just six easy payments over, <laughs> you know. Just keep it. keep adding sponsors. Cars Junior, the MG Motors, the Caliente. Bro, if we start looking like NASCAR again. Just not really look like like Santos, dude. Santos no, 90, looks like a newspaper, like, like 90, the newspaper when you read the ad page. You look at Chivas the before Santos, the, the pre-orlegi, like Chivas two thousand, oh, bro. Oh, come on, no, like like no, bef- before Vergara, dude. We had the, I mean, compared to compared to Santos. We had Tolteca. We had we had a bunch of sponsors. Oh, that was just bad. La, that was la. just the sponsors. Yeah, yeah just, but that's because uh, they were they were crudely the... put. Info with Mercado Pago. So they're going to be on the training jersey last tournament and this tournament. Oh. But starting uh, next season. Next tournament, they're going to be on the official jersey. Ooh. And all 2025 as well. And then the more you use their stuff, uh, more rewards you'll have as a fan. And they're saying that they'll have. Uh, You'll win even at meet and greets with the top scorer, you know, things like that. Wow, so dude. The prices for Liguilla. So it looks legitimate. We had yeah, New Mix, hi, hi, we hi, had Sol, we had Coca Cola, Sky. Come on, dude. I'm just saying, for Chivas, that was a lot of, that was a lot of sponsors. I know, but I think part of it was because it wasn't, it, which, is, which is like, we could link it to the, I think it was 97, the Nike shirt, which was the, you know, it's highly sought after. And that was one of the beef with Sol, because Nike. The Mex Lube? Uh, they come, no, 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 the Sol, the, the oh. Cerveza Sol. They, they took the back, because like, it's in a box, like in a rectangle with like a sun in the race. So they, they took that out and just left the words. And they looked dope like that, but. The, the beer people were throwing a fit saying, you know, we want it just like it looks. And those were some of the problems. And that's, I think that that was like before where it's been, uh, they, they just weren't sizing the, the logos, right? Just putting them just, I don't know who's in charge of that. But, but the sample shirt, man, that, it had like 10, dude. I know um, like ten sponsors all very, over the place. Do you guys remember very briefly, uh, Colobri? The where were Colibris? they from? Yeah, Colobris. Yeah, they had hell of sponsors, bro. Haven't they taken over on Celaya? Yeah, they're from like Cuenavarca, I think. I thought, I don't know if they they they. I might be mistaken. Uh, oh, the Moleros. franchise. Moleros, Moleros. Yeah, dude, they had a, they had like the big ass Boeing on their jersey, like, you know, like the juice Boeing, and they they had like, dude, there was no room for anything on that jersey. It had like five, yeah. like main sponsors and stuff. It was it was bad, dude. Hey man, I'll take I, it. I played, 
I played in the Sunday, Sunday League pub team uh-huh. way back when. And they used the Irapuato uniform, which is pretty nice. Uh, but Freseros. back then, the sponsor, the sponsor was Bimbo. But it, this was the old Bimbo logo. Oh. Had like a little teddy. Had the little teddy bear with the, with the <laughs> chair pad. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking it's, about, dog. It's, <laughs> it's like the Pillsbury Doughboy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I wish I could have kept that, that shirt. Yeah, that was classic. Los Freseros de Irapuato. Uh, we have some comments on the YouTube channel. Layana del Rey says, Imagine Pulido being your idol. Um, we haven't, oh, talked, about, we haven't <laughs> talked about Pulido uh, today, but. Um, there was one person that talked about Pulido, and that was uh, El Tuca Ferretti. He said that uh, he, he he called him a tronco, and then he said that he would spend an hour after training every single day to help him out. Yeah. Hey, I want to reply to that Pulido comment. Uh-huh. Hey, my guy. <laughs> if you don't like someone that drives fast cars, fucks blondes, escapes his kidnappers, and his leading scorer title <laughs> to the most Mexican team round. I don't know who else you're gonna like. Okay. I don't know, but the kung fu fighting man, I don't buy it. <laughs> I'll buy it. I don't care if it's a Hollywood prop. I'll buy it. Yeah. Uh, some other scores this weekend. So, uh, America comfortably beat Tijuana two zero. One of the storylines here was the fact that America lined up with 11 Mexicans to get the results. So uh, c- congrats to them. Uh, they brought up, uh, was it the the guy that scored the goal, Roman Martinez? No, 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 sorry. Uh, Chav- uh, Reyes, Reyes, Salvador Reyes. Yeah, he scored both goals. We'll see. We'll see how it goes for him. Um, looks like we had Querétaro and Toluca tie 2-2. San Luis beat Mazatlán 1-0. Rayados beat Puebla 2-0. And Necaxa last minute got the victory over Atlas. Keep in mind, Atlas were leading up 1-0 up until the 88th minute. And Nikaxa scored two goals in the last like five minutes to get the victory from them. Um, so congrats to Nikaxa for that. Anyone that beats Atlas is uh, a friend of mine. And uh, Pumas with the man down got the victory over Juarez 1 0. I think for the most part, I'll expect the results. Uh, I was surprised that Herrera is still at Cholos. I don't know why I was under the impression that he like had been let go. I know, right? And it seems like uh he could not beat America. That's interesting. You'd think uh his players would step up for him. Yeah, Piojo, man, he's one of those guys, you know, you, you which brings me to another point that I heard that's kind of disturbing is that as of Right now, there are more Mexican coaches coaching in Costa Rica than there are in Liga Mekis. 
Yeah, but I mean, it's one of those things. Is it something you're supposed to be given or is it something you're supposed to earn? And honestly, this I was thinking about this the other day because in England you have the same problem. You have, you know, majority of your coaches or your top teams mm-hmm. are foreigners. But then I was like thinking about like La Liga. La Liga is the same thing. You know, you got like Xavi at Barca, but then you got Ancelotti, Italian Madrid, you got Argentine. Uh, Simeon, Atletico, and yeah. then like, like you just keep going. Aguirre. So, yeah, you know, yeah, Aguirre. So you have like foreign coaches everywhere. So I'm starting to realize, like, for the most part, everyone's going through that same problem. I'm assuming Syria still does a lot of Italian coaches. Yep. I, w- I would assume the French, well, not even the French league, because you got like Luis Enrique with PSG. You got that Belgium guy who won like 16 games undefeated. So. It just seems that everything's just so globalized that it seems what Mexican coaches have to do is what everyone else is doing. Go invade somewhere else, but don't invade Costa Rica, my guy. Go invade (laughs) England, go invade Spain, go invade Denmark, Holland. I think more coaches need to step out of their comfort zone because obviously you're not given that opportunity at home. But it seems like that applies everywhere else. It seems that it might actually be a positive thing. To be a Mexican coach in the Netherlands, it seems you're more likely to probably get a chance than you would in Liga Mekis. Mm. It just goes to show, like, you know, I think everybody likes to pile on and say, woe is me, you know, like Liga Mekis is regressing. And I think that's just like a stat that really stuck out. It's like, damn, dude, we have more coaches in Costa Rica right now. That's that's a problem. And it's not even that many. I think there's only like four or five. So you're telling me like not even like a third of your league can't be like Mexican coach? Yeah, but look at the champions in the last 10 years. I think Pio Herrera is the only one who's been Mexican. Everyone else has been a foreigner. Unless you want to count Duca as Mexican. But yeah, technically he's not. It's been talking point from before. And also like... It, it kind of like seems for clubs to bring in a foreigner, it just gives them instant cred with fans and whatnot. So they, they're more likely to to want to prefer someone from abroad. And they've also, I don't know if it was in Picante, but I remember they, they were doing like, uh, they were showing like uh, how much, uh, like if you were a foreign coach, like how much more, like you, you would even if you had like a bad season, you would you would get like an extra two months or whatever, you, you know, as opposed slack. to the Mexican coach. Yes, yes, they were talking about that, and and that that's has been a whole thing where when the league, uh, and this was um a while back, it was an interview with uh, Luis Miguel Salvador who was at Monterrey at the time. And they were talking about how they had um, they had like a company do like some type of, you know, like an assessment, kind of like tell them like how they can improve yeah. the league and make it more like, uh, um, uh, I, I can't think of the word, but like more attractive to to other viewers. And that was the whole thing with with. 
uh, having more foreigners and changing those rules. And I think that's the same thing when they're bringing in coaches and, uh, and, and they'll bring more coaches from abroad, which is kind of a big, like they would bring coaches from abroad before, but I feel before they were like bigger names. Like you they'll have like Menotti, uh, I feel Vasile, they brought in um, uh, Leo Benhacker, you know, Marcelo Bielsa was brought in too. Been naming mostly RGs. But you know, there, there's been others, others there. It's uh, mostly RGs from, that we from, import. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, you've, we've gotten, there's been coaches that have come in, you know, um, just not as many, but the, the trend maybe going the last 10 years, it's just, yeah, as long as they have like that accent, you know. The part that there was in Venezuela, La Cremona, I'm not nothing against them, but they valued some dude playing in Venezuela over some Mexican dude having put in all the work and, and, and you know, even gone to Europe. Know, and, and, I'm going to call you out on something. You're Like you like to say, you're assuming. Why don't we give the benefit of the doubt to these teams that they scouted these coaches, they saw what he was doing, they liked his style of oh, coaching, and that's why they brought him in. No, well, I mean, that that's part of it too, but I'm saying that's been a big reason to, to try to, like, market the team, and so they feel that a, a foreign coach just gives the team more, you know, just just gives them more credit. Well, it's one of those things of like, yo, like Mexican football to a certain degree does become stagnant because we just recycle coaches over and over again. So therefore bringing somebody new is largely beneficial. Now, something that I did want to talk to you guys about or with you all about is how do we feel about NFL style foul calls, right? Like where they explain what, VA, what their call on VAR was. How did y'all feel about that? I thought it was a meme because uh, they didn't do it properly. Uh, what was that game where they first did it? Was that the Pumas game where they first used that? Yes, it was the Pumas game. Yeah, I thought it was hilarious because he walked up and said, and after reviewing everything, the Pumas player gets a red card. And he was kind of like nervous and then he like walked away, <laughs> which that was not the point. The point was that you're supposed to say, explain, you know, after reviewing it, this is the reason why he gets red and so on. Mm-hmm. Like explain the, you know, reasoning. reasoning. Behind it. So I thought that was hilarious. So they improved that. Uh, actually, I wouldn't mind it because, you know, on TV, it's like whatever. Mm-hmm. But sometimes when you're in the stadium, in the stadium you have no context. Yeah, you have no context. It's good to know why it was a red. Mm-hmm. I'll be at the stadium. I'll be texting a buddy yeah. who's watching it on TV. Like, hey, yo, what was that? Like, So it's good to have some context. So I'm all for it from an in-stadium experience. Yeah, I think it's great. And it's kind of crazy that, I mean, I haven't seen it anywhere else. Like, is Liga Mekis pioneering this? Yes, we are the first in the world That's to do this. That's great, man. I would like to see that across all the matches because 
Uh, I need some explanation for some of those calls on Saturday against Chivas. And I don't think he has the balls to go and say in front of, you know, 40,000 fans. So I think, yeah, go ahead. No, no, no. And that's the thing, right? So it's applying that pressure of like, hey, now you have to go. Like, you made this decision, bro. Go present it to the people. You have to explain what it is. And then now there is a secondary push. And there has been a push for a while to get the audios, um, just the audio files of tapes released from VAR. Like, hey, yeah, what is it that they're talking about? Because right. other leagues around the world do show that now get i get it they're not going to give you that for an in-stadium experience but as a uh televised experience or somebody who's enjoying it from home more than likely they're not paying for a premium package <laughs> to have this like that would be something fucking awesome absolutely man um because a lot of it just goes without any context i'm like dude like explain your reasoning you know and I think that if enough leagues around the world do this, it will be an expectation for the World Cup in 2026. I think so, too, because let's be honest, man. It, it it does make the game a lot more fun when you're like, yo, what the fuck did they see? Like, dude, I'm seeing there's barely any contact above the ankle, but you're deeming everything to be contact above the ankle. Like, where are we? And if anything, that creates like precedent in this season and therefore creates accountability. Cause Hey, you just have to go in front of the whole stadium and present us to why you did that. So next week, what's going on and the, and the so on and so forth. You know, they won't do it for America games. Cause it'll be someone from Televisa. Oh, of course, bro, because they'll have fucking snipers up in the roof for the moment he <laughs> says something wrong. I'll be like, uh, this has to be a penalty, okay? Don't <laughs> ask questions. <laughs> I mean, we all saw how, like, Mexico won in El Azteca. We felt dirty. Wait, which one? Oh, um, the... The last classifier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Qualifier. Yeah, yeah. Like, we, we knew what it felt like to be an America fan. I'm like, yo, we're playing until you win. <laughs> you talking about the Nations League? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that, that shit felt dirty. <laughs> uh, well, guys, I'm excited. Uh, we actually have Champions League football next month starting on the 7th. So... You know, I'm excited because Chivas are back in it. It's been a while. Um, but yeah, Chivas are going to play against Forge. I believe they are in Canada. I think. I could be wrong. Forge FC. Yeah, they're in the Canadian Premier League. Man, I'll take it, but these kind of pairings is going to make uh, League's Cup even stronger. Because who the hell wants to watch Chivas, Forge, uh, even the Medica fans, Universes, Real Esteli. Yep. Or, I mean, like even like Monterrey Comunicaciones, the only ones that are going to be excited about that is the Comunicaciones fans so they can bring down the rich Mexican team. 
but hey, your team is in it, St. Louis. Yeah, taking up Ache Ache, you know. Wait, so. is he still at Houston Dynamo? Yeah, man. They were, I think, they were Final Four or something oh, like that. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah no, he, he was. He was yeah, he bought out for MVP. Oh, for real? Yeah, he had a baller season. Is that why he's bitching about not getting called up? And Probably. talking super fucking spicy. Like, I won't talk about my career, but blah, 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 blah. It's like, bro, go fuck yourself. All right? You haven't done anything for La Selección in the last four years. Yeah. To be fair, who has? <laughs> That's true. For sure. Well, I don't know, man. We have Santi who brought us a title home. And so... There you go. We have that. I just, I uh, just need some football in between. You know, during the week, man. It's not enough bro, to just have Liga Mekis on Saturday and Sunday. I need it in the middle of the week. That was my thing. Like, and I said it before. It's like, yo, we need to bring back Copa MX. Porque yes. no mames, way. Going in between like a whole fucking week without matches, like, I know. bro, you gonna tell me I didn't spend time with my wife and kids? Fuck that! <laughs> Give me a match date in between. You got expansion, my guy. Start watching Cruz Azul Hidalgo. No mames, güey. Respetate más que eso. Like, dame la copa. Give me like something that's actually gonna like yeah. take place. Something that matters. Right, like even in the U.S., they're starting to like dilute that because now MLS teams are no longer playing in the U.S. Cup. Right. So it's kind of like, what the fuck, dude? So por eso están tratando de meter like Champions League. Pero no mames, güey, pinches equipos de de segunda que calificaron. A ver, cuáles son los que están de de la Liga MX. So Chivas, Rayados, América, and Tigres. And hold on, is it Tigres? Has to be. They're champions. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're in there. All right. Well, puta madre, güey. I guess I can watch it por el por Tigres a ver cómo es que parten la madre con el equipo B. So a lot of like Linus minutes, a lot of Cordoba minutes, a lot of Marcelo. Marcelo's going to be playing a lot. <laughs> dude, Marcelo, he, uh, I follow him on Instagram, and this dude's like, I don't know, man. He's just a complete, he... he's a complete guy. He got his cornrows in, bro. He's He he looks like, he's on that, uh, what's that shit called? Like the hype beast shit, just like. I guess here's the question. Does he have, like, the the metal fronts and the black air force one. <laughs> like, that's the question. Does he have like the grills, like just, just the fronts. I don't know. And the black air force ones. I don't know who's dressing him up, bro, but he needs to take some classes or have a personal dresser. And he needs to focus on football. Cause I don't know what he's doing over there in Tigres running on the bench. Uh, I don't even think they played this weekend. We're actually going to play tomorrow, bro. I mean this in the nicest way, but one of the names that stood out to me was Mocha FC. So I clicked on their Instagram. With the M? Mocha? Yeah, Mocha. M-O-C-A. Mocha. Oh, wow. And I look at their social media, bro. (laughs) Their roster, if you want to talk about Marcelo, 
These guys are thinner than him. They look like kids. Oh, really? They look like a U-17 team. And this is their first division team that, oh, my God, they're about to get, like, destroyed. Mocha FC from the Dominican Republic. I'm curious how, like, Dominicans are, like, big beasts in baseball Mm -hmm. and in soccer. They're, like, malnourished. Shout out to the uh, Dominican Republic. I've always wanted to go. Yeah, you have, you horn dog. I just heard it's beautiful out there. Oh, yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> you been? <laughs> I've heard. I've heard. I've heard. I've heard. Let me see their Instagram. Yeah, dude, they look like kids out there. Yeah, Tigres is about to be eating out there. Yeah, yeah, mama. First, you defend, use your argument with America. Now you praising Tigres. We're going to praise your team that lost to Pachuca. Bro, look, when my team gets back into the champions, my pedo. I'm there. Pero ahorita, ¿quién más hay, güey? Like, las perras con cuernos? No. Las Águilas me la pela. Rayados, no mames, güey. Por lo menos entre los... Por lo menos respétate más. Luego, Tigres. Si hay algo que, güey, que, soporto el producto doméstico, la Liga MX. Oh, my God. The last few tournaments, you have finished in eighth place. You, you need to step it up. Oh, we're trying to, bro. Like that's why do you, the why the fuck do you think I threw a bottle of like piss at the head coach? I granted, I know it's his first game, pero no mames, güey. Aquí hay exigencias y es un equipo grande. No mamá, estamos aquí para mamadas. No, güey. Se dice tener exigencias. Que ustedes acá estén no, felices con un pinche empate el último segundo. Eso es otro pedo y se los he dicho. No, you know what's exigencia? Cristiano Ronaldo had not scored a goal for Real Madrid in three games, so the whole stadium booed him. Yeah, that's shit's crazy. Now, throwing something at him, like injuring him, no, 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 that's knuckles. That's criminales. That's the same America fans que te roban la cartera. No mames, güey. Entonces me vas a decir que eres uno de esos putos que dicen, ah, ¿por qué tienen que estar ahí los granaderos con los... Con los shields para que no le tiren agua a los jugadores, para que no le hagan eso. Mira oh esos God. pinches salvajes. A, no, I'm talking about the coach. It was the coach's first game in Liga Mekis. Pues bienvenido, güey. Si algo fue un pinche bautizo. Si algo fue un pinche bautizo y bienvenido a México, hijo de tu puta no, madre. I'm not saying this right. Aquí es como wrong. es. I'm just saying that is not having standards. That's just being a low life. <laughs> then call me a low life. Call me un pinche macuarro. Sabes que, güey, llámame un pinche naco. <laughs> Pero sabes que a mí me encantó. Man, uh, you guys got a slump buster next week against Juarez, and you'll be facing your your uh, your goalkeeper, Jurado. Oh, they took Jurado too? Puta madre, güey. There Chris Azul's been. Because not only did they take my boy, Jesus Christ, but they also, oh, sorry, Jesus Crown. And they also told, no, Jesus Christ Crown. Um, and then, um, 
Now they took Jurado. Fuck Jurado, bro. I hate him. <laughs> also, the new goalie from Cruz Azul, he's got hands, dude. Like, oh, there yeah? was a couple of times when lo, lo trataron. And you know what? He made me feel that thing that Jurado never did. He made me feel secure. I wasn't wow. like, ah, la verga, oh, wey, real like, man. It's going to go in. I know, way like my pachacho, it was like that moment from Ghost, bro. I was making pottery and he was just fucking holding me safe. <laughs> uh, you know, I know they lost, but Jurado had a really good save, uh, a couple of good saves against Bumas the other day. I think he made the wrong decision when he, uh, you know, picked Cruz Azul. Uh, Do you guys so think are you that guy gonna... can bounce back? Do you think he can bounce back to like national team? I think he's going to be a run-of-the-mill goalkeeper, but the guy just needs playing time. You know, he wasn't getting it. I mean, he was at Veracruz, right? That's that's why where he was originally from, Veracruz. Yeah, but, I mean, at Veracruz, he got – he was doing the same thing Ochoa was doing in France, playing for a shitty team and having, yeah. like, 10 saves a game. Yeah. It's just concerning that, you know, in Veracruz, that's where he got his, you know, start. He had 37 appearances. And since moving to, to to Cruz Azul, he's only had 32 appearances in four years. So it's like he went from being a starter to just riding the pine. It just wasn't a, a smart move for him to go there. And uh, he's now just, you know, getting his career going again. And he's already 26. So that is uh, youth development in a nutshell. But he had his chances. And every single chance that he had, he just took a giant shit. If anything, is the question of le quedó grande la playera, sí o no. Verdad? Like, was what happened that Cruz Azul was too much of a club, too much of pressure for him to even function in? Because let's be honest, guys, I don't know if you guys watch games with him, but when I did, it was like, wait, ¿cómo putas eres portero? Más que nada, ¿cómo putas eres un portero en primera división? Like, no mames, güey. Yeah. Entonces, entonces era una de esas cosas de que qué pedo está pasando. Okay, ahora espero que pueda rebotar y que, you know, reviva su carrera, pero no creo que pueda llegar al nivel de la selección o ser un jugador importante nacional ya que la cagó en un equipo grande ah. como Cruz Azul. No, no mames, güey, ¿a dónde se tendría que ir? So I Where was, have to go I was shitting on Yarbrough. I was shitting on Yarbrough earlier because uh, he's at San Jose Earthquakes now, and and you're like, oh, yeah, like oh, he was a great goalkeeper. I'm like, was he? He was though. The the work that he did when he was in León, que fue y gan no ganó, pero competi competió, and they had a deep run into Libertadores. Then they came back over here, and they did. They won. I think. I don't. I don't want to say be campeonato, but almost back to back, bro. To the point where, like, every year the conversation around Leon uh -huh. was campeonitis. Mm. Like, ese way at a certain point in his career was good enough. Where I was looking, I was like, why doesn't he get called up to be the third goalie for the Mexican national team? He has eligibility. He's born in Mexico. Mm -hmm. The only problem with him is that he's gone on the record and saying that he doesn't really identify not so much as Mexican but with the Mexican culture and I myself would personally blame a lot of him growing up being called Guerito, El Gringo and all of that bullying. Yeah. 
that came with a name of Yarborough because his family relocated and they're like from Yucatan or some they shit like were, that, you know. Um, uh, missionaries, so they're you know his parents are American, but, mm-hmm. but he you know his parents were missionaries and they they settled in over there. I think in La Ciudad de Juarez or somewhere around there to like build houses and stuff. Yeah. And so de ahí es el güerito, verdad? So that's I wanted him to be at least get a call up to the Mexican national team. Si puta madre, güey, si el chaco got called up, why couldn't he? Mm. Yeah, look, we do have a goalkeeping crisis. Unfortunately, I think Malagón is the natural suitor at this moment. He plays for América. He's won a championship. I think it's like Televisa doing what they did with Ochoa, right? Just making him like the next guy, the next in kin. So I, I, I honestly think it's going to be the next goalkeeper after Ochoa until somebody else steps up. And um, I was disappointed with Fernando Gago, right? Like he, he decided to discard Wacho Jimenez and I'm like, here we go. Finally, Wale is going to get his chance and still riding the pine, man. And uh, I think Rangel is okay, but I I just want to see what Wally's got. I mean, but at this point, what do you blame Wally? I mean, that's what, uh, two or three coaches now, and he doesn't get an opportunity. So obviously, he's probably not that good. <laughs> yeah. So it's probably that. I mean, honestly, I, Rangel looked good. He looked good in League's Cup because I think they had one mistake, but I don't know. The guy they need to call up is Dragon. You know, to me, it's like mm-hmm. if your name is Dragon. And you're a starter at Tapatio, and you won the title. Yeah, you have to be the starting goalkeeper. You have to be the next guy. You know, it's like having like a cool, nice mustache and like not being a porn star. You know, like you gotta... <laughs> how do you have a guy named Dragon, El Dragon, and not having your starting goalkeeper? Yeah, I'm disappointed that uh, San Jose went after Yarbrough because we do have a Mexican at San Jose. His name's Emmy Ochoa. Very young. I think he's maybe 18 years old. Um, but obviously with them going after a uh, experienced guy, he's probably not going to be the, the starting goalkeeper for the Earthquakes anytime soon. But he has played for both the, the U.S. and the Mexican national team uh, at the youth level. I think... He kind of flip-flopped. He was in the U15 for the U.S. Then he went to Mexico in 2021. And now he's back at the under-19 in the United States. Yeah, that's pretty normal. I feel like most uh, Mexican-Americans do that. Try to see where they feel best. And they'll keep flip-flopping because they know once they hit the majors, they probably won't. Mm -hmm. But it also kind of brings up the point that uh, you know, with Brandon Vasquez, Pepe, and all these guys, even if they do choose Mexico, a lot of them are not choosing the U.S. or Mexico like per what their, their heart says per se. It's just where they feel they have a more accessible chance, a better of chance, going to World Cup. So it, it's kind of like I guess diluting national team call ups because it's just it's, at that point it's like a career business decision. It's not like, oh, this is where my passion is taking me. 
So if you ask me, it's like, why do you even want guys like that? I mean, that's what it comes down to, right? It's uh, it's a decision for your career and not your heart, not your, you know, what your parents expect of you or anything. It's 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 about realistically who's going to give me a, a chance. And for the longest time, it's it's been the United States. They've been the easier team to break into and to get a chance to, at the World Cup. And in Mexico, it's not easy. Yeah, I guess I'm just an old head. I just feel like I would go with the one more passionate about because I feel like that's what's going to make me work harder and bust my right. ass more yeah. and, like, be a better player as opposed to going where it's, like, easy and, like, I really won't care that much as far as a result because my heart's not tied to it. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe that's I think me. it's easier when you're not in that situation. But imagine you, like, you were in their shoes, right? You're a professional soccer player. You're, you're, you're getting attention from both the U.S. and the Mexican national team. But you were born in the U.S. and you've had a life here. Um, but you know, your heart says you're Mexican, but then the only one calling you up is us. Like, do you take it or do you, or does that mean you just got to work harder? Like, you know, what do you do in that scenario? It's, it's a tough one. It's not easy. Yeah. It's not easy for sure. But I mean, if I was a U.S. national team fan, I'd say, screw that guy. If he, if he has identifies as Mexican, have him work his ass off for Mexico. You know, I want people here that are passionate about the U.S. men's national team. And vice versa. So, I don't know. I just feel like, you know, both teams are fighting over these players. And these players are just doing what's more convenient, which is fair. It's their career. Yeah. But you would think, you know, in the World Cup. Because the World Cup's, you know, it's almost like a world war. Like, you want, like, those passionate guys that love your country to be representing you. Well, we haven't seen that in Mexico for a long time. And that is because we haven't had a Mexican coach at the helm until now. But like, uh, was it you that brought this up uh, on the chat? It's like, you know, we obviously knew where Tata's alliances lay, but at the time, what about La Volpe? He, he beat Argentina at Copa America. Yep. So that that, that kind of cleared some doubts. Because, I mean, how long he had been in Mexico by that point? 20 years, I think, or more by that point where he had been in Mexico. I don't know if his kids were born in Mexico, but I know they were they were married to Mexicans and his grandkids. His grandkids definitely are Mexican. And then uh, the Confederaciones game, which... It's a really hard-fought match, mm-hmm. and and you know, it looked like Mex was gonna get that second win because the Copa America was the first official win. I think it's the only official win over Argentina, um, and I and, and that's the match where uh, Colucini injures uh, Moncho. And if I'm not mistaken, oh. I think that I, I think that might be the same. Colucini, that is part of Gago's coaching Staffing. squad. Yes, that's him, guy. I think he might be. If I'm Moncho, man, I'll player. creep up behind that guy. Like, remember me, bitch? 
<laughs> Kick him in the ankle or something. <laughs> they need to fight like in a like like uh, what's what's that movie? Uh, the, like the wrong Burgundy when the anchors fight. Yeah, Anchorman. <laughs> Just yeah, you bring up his old Chiba players and he called Chini and then just have at it. But yeah, um, that game was, you know, in that. And then finally at the, at the at the World Cup and at the World Cup, this story Ron told us, but but you can verify it. It's because uh, La Volpe has said it himself. Mm. He took his medal. He took his medal because La Volpe was with the Argentina squad that won the 1978 World Cup. He was the third keeper, um, but he received the gold medal, like the winner's medal. And he he had that medal, the gold melted. And he made, I don't know if he did watches, but he made something and gave it to the Mex players. At the World Cup, they went Mm. with him to the World Cup. Now, the thing about that is, let's remember, La Golpe was coming off of a pretty hot streak overall, which we just kind of talked about, versus Tata was coming in off of hot shit. And the big thing, and what I think is the biggest kind of like nail in the coffin, is that with La Golpe, we were used to seeing one specific style of football. And once we got to the World Cup, that style stayed true. He didn't like really play anything out of pocket as to how Tata with Argentina just completely flipped the script and nobody knew what the fuck was going on. Not not us as spectators and not even the, the players, players themselves. Uh-huh. So I think that's where the questions of like, yo, it is he a turncoat? Like, what's happening? Yeah. Why? Why do we get fucked? That's where the questions come in, especially when was it Luis Chavez who made the statement of like, we didn't even know what we were doing. Yep. And so that's where all the questions come in. If anything, I would say that La La Volpe, being who he is probably had a much better control of the locker room just because of his temperament and the way that he likes to just kind of run the entire shit. Yeah, I mean, I think everyone questioned Tata's alliances and his enthusiasm for coaching the Mexican national team. I'm actually convinced that he had resigned and they refused to accept it. He did. He resigned twice. Yeah. And they refused to take it. So it's they forced him into his contract. The other thing is that I'm gonna say didn't bode well for Tata is the fact that like every other day he would go back to Argentina and spend like weeks at a time there. Yeah. Yeah, it was just uh it was a terrible project and you know when you guys talk about oh you know choosing your alliance and and having that passion and going into the world cup like i haven't seen a mexican team with that kind of garra since la volpe was in charge um you just don't see it i, I guess you could say maybe piojo got that from his players 
in 2014, but you know, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. So, you know, we'll see how it goes in the Copa America this year. But uh yeah, folks, that's all I had on the docket tonight. You guys got any uh other topics you'd like to discuss? Yo estoy bien, por mí no hay pedo, verdad? Quiero ver a ver qué pasa la próxima semana. Hasta eso, I will give you guys my final take, which is, you know what? To reach greatness, you have to face adversity first. So starting off the season with a loss is just what happens, and that is the way history is written in the books of champions. So no se preocupen, ways. Cruz Azul regresa al azul, vuelve a ser campeón. Y yo me voy a romper la mano jalándomela cuando seamos campeón. So, no se preocupen. Aparte de eso, que pasen buenas noches y no se, y no se olviden. Los odio a todos. <laughs> Abdias, grand opening, grand closing. Thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, I did see something that caught my attention right now. The most valued Mexican is Santiago Jimenez, 50 million euros. Second place, Edson Alvarez over at West Ham, 35. Chucky Lozano, 22. Julian Quiñones, 10. El Chiquito Sanchez, 9. Luis Chavez, 8. Kevin Alvarez, 7. Angulo, 7. Alvarado, six and a half, and Orbelin Pineda finishing the top 10 at six and a half. This is according to transfer markets. Damn, Chiqui retains some value, 22 million. No I wonder know, right? MLS or Liga Mekis teams can't sign him still. I don't think he's worth that, but I do find that interesting. Isn't he like 28? Chuki? I thought he was in his yeah. 30s by now, huh? No, he's young, isn't he? Chucky Lozano is 28. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's still worth that. He's a national team player. He's won titles in the countries he's played in. Uh, I think 20 million is a fair number. Yeah. Especially in today's market. As far as my final thought, you know, it's January 16th, you know, it feels like the month is coming to an end, and I think this month for Gago could be huge. Uh, both extremes, you know, mm-hmm. the 21st, he visits Tigres. You know, a lot of fans want to be Tigres, but most importantly, a lot of fans don't want to be embarrassed in El Volcan. And then to top it off with that, he finishes the month off at home versus Toluca. Ooh. So that's Alexis Vega play versus Chivas, you know, right away, Tuesday, January 30th. Does Alexis Vega score on Chivas and how does he react? So I think it's uh, off. I like the schedule for Chivas, you know. Santos, Tigres, Tijuana, Toluca. I like it. And then it gets a little easier, you know, like San Luis. Juarez, things like that, Mazatlan, 4J, whatever. But I like to start. I think uh, if Gago can get past this, uh, it would be amazing for him. 
If not, I wouldn't be surprised if people are asking for his head by middle of February. <laughs> I, I like your hot take. Um, I, I do like these matchups. It's a good test for, for Chivas, a good test for, for Gago. Our next match, I didn't realize, was already against Tigres Sunday. Um, yeah, I think the only other match that sticks out that weekend is is probably Santos Monterrey. Should be a good scrap there. Um, we do have a mac a makeup match uh, tomorrow at five p.m. Leon Tigres. They were the only teams that didn't play uh, that first the first fixture. So Tigres, I guess, could go into that game on Sunday with a little bit more fatigue, less less rest, I guess. Um, but I'm excited to see if Cade Cal will make his debut. That's that's what I'm looking forward to. Joel, you got anything for us? I don't know, man. <laughs> I know, Todd. I think uh, Chicha's supposed to arrive next week. Uh, he might be at the stadium. So Kawa might be, might be debuting. So looking forward to that. Might start seeing a turning point in Chivas, abandoning the pobreza, EBT handouts and all that. Because you have certain things lining up like the Amazon deal. Those could, those could be good. So yeah. that's what I'm looking forward to. Yep, yep, yep. You know, um, I've been very, very... Uh, what's the word? Just trying to trying to keep it calm. Trying to keep you know until I see the signed documents, I, I won't believe it. But I, I am hoping Chicharito is announced soon. Um, it would make me very happy. So we'll see what happens this week. But uh, want to thank everyone for for joining us tonight. I don't really have a hot take. Um, but I do want to thank again our sponsor, uh, Manscaped with that lawnmower 5.0 if you haven't already tried it out get 20 percent off at manscaped.com with the promo code cantina at checkout all right folks we'll catch you in the next one have a great week <laughs>